0: Welcome everyone to our bookish little corner of the internet. I'm Alexis or Barmay Alexis on other parts of the internet like Twitter and Twitch, but welcome back to How to Read or if you didn't catch the first episode, welcome to the new people. Now our main focus today is going to be a twofold kind of thing. We are going to be talking about how I find new books and good places to search for them and also setting reading goals and I actually already recorded the main part of this episode and I don't like to brag but there are some pretty good rants in there and your reading goals probably have some issues that need to be addressed so uh, this might be a good one for you to listen in on. But before we dive into that rabbit hole, I do want to take a few minutes to talk about some of the books I've been reading recently. The first one that I might have mentioned in the last episode is the Expanse series. I'm still about 100 pages into the first book, Leviathan Wake. You might be familiar with the series because they did turn it into a TV show. I think it's on Amazon now, but if I remember correctly, it was originally on the Sci-Fi Channel. And while I haven't gotten very far into the books, my fiance Nick has, and apparently the books are much better and they, the show deviates greatly from the novel. So I'm curious to see where it goes. It's also one of those books that follows the perspective of a few different characters. So, sometimes if I haven't picked it up in a while, it can sometimes be hard to get back into, especially since the book spans across multiple different planets. You have Earth, Moon, Mars, and the asteroid belt. So, oof, it can be a lot to keep track of sometimes, but it's so worth it. I also started a new audiobook for my drives home from work called The Cruel Prince. I'm only like 20 or 30 minutes into it so I can't really report on the quality of it yet. However, it is the first young adult novel I've read in a while and I know I mentioned this later in the episode. While the genre is still very popular among bookish people my age, I've found the genre to grow kind of stale over the past few years, and just, it doesn't hold my interest in the same way it used to. Which, I don't know, maybe that's just part of getting old. Seriously, guys, I feel like an old woman on the internet most of the time, even though I'm only 25. In internet time, that's like 100, I feel like. I am also still trying to finish up somewhere only we know, which is, the K-pop romance I mentioned last time it is still so very good and super funny and cute, and it's short. There's no reason I shouldn't have finished it, but life got in the way, and I've also been playing way too much Fire Emblem. Like that's basically what I've been doing in my free time, so it kind of took a back burner. Hopefully next episode I can report back though about the quality of some of these books because I'll have actually finished them. Like, actually, that's my plan today for after I record since it's my day off is to go make some tea, eat lunch, and just read as much as I possibly can. Doing this podcast has been super motivational, though, and I actually think it's a great idea because it holds me accountable, which is why I want to segue into our next topics where we are going to be talking about not only reading goals, but finding new books. Now for me searching for new books is always like my favorite part of being a reader what that means you know I'm looking through bookshelf files or just scrolling online like it's an activity that I enjoy probably a little too much and it's a real danger to my wallet. That's the main reason like I don't stop into like Barnes and Nobles or other bookstores anymore unless I'm specifically getting something. Even though I pass it when running errands all the time and its siren call will literally just sing out to me trying to get me to come in and spend all of my hard-earned dollars. Like I'll just stare at it wistfully as you know, I drive past. But sadly, options are kind of limited for me when it comes to new bookstores where I live. Like there are a few bookstores in town, but the selection is either really limited or it's only Barnes and Nobles, which doesn't really help me out if I'm looking for particular books or even if I just want to browse. So let's talk a little bit about how I kind of go about searching for new books to read. Now I've noticed in the past few years, since I've moved, I have been doing way more of my book shopping online. I even think that's where I've been buying most of my books for the last year or so. And it's not even because I don't have access to a lot of books in bookstore form. I have a Barnes and Nobles, there are a bunch of used bookstores, even if You know, the selection might be limited or they really sell out of things fast. The main reason I feel like I've been shopping more online is because, like, let's say I'm hearing somebody talk about a book in a podcast or on a blog. I can instantly, you know, open up my phone, go to Amazon or wherever and just order it, have it delivered, where I find if I wait to buy it at a physical bookstore. If I'm not out running errands or on my way home or something, I will probably completely forget about that book, even if it sounds totally lovely. Now, obviously, like I mentioned, I will buy books on places like Amazon or thrift books if I already have something on mind, but I typically don't use their browsing features. I save my browsing for inside the bookstore which we'll talk a little about more later but if i'm online you know let's say i'm bored one afternoon i just want to find a new book to read but can't think of anything my go-to's are mainly book blogs if i'm searching online for books now the reason i prefer book blogs and stuff like that as opposed to like reviews on somewhere like amazon well one It's because the review section of really any online store is just a cesspool of idiocy and I think we can all agree on that. Also if I'm reading somebody review or just talk about some books they like I not only get a more genuine feel of that book than I would from just a quick promo blurb but you can also consistently follow these different readers and blogs and get a feel for what they like, which can tell you a lot about the book. And you can also find people that you kind of connect with who like reading the same things you do and things like that. So their recommendation can carry a bit more weight. Like taking recommendations from other readers is really the most consistent way I've found to know I'm getting quality recommendations. And some of my current favorite bookish internet spots or places like Reader Witch, Book Riot, which I know I've mentioned a few times before, and Smart Bitches and Trashy Books. All of these places do reviews on different genres, things like that, so you can kind of dig through, kind of find what you like. I also really have liked using BookTube in the past for online book recommendations. As somebody who, I'll be honest, watches probably way too much. YouTube. It really has become one of my favorite places to find recommendations. And if you go onto YouTube and type in booktube and let's say your favorite genre or maybe one of your favorite books, you'll probably end up finding somebody who has the same reading tastes as you or someone that you connect with. While booktube isn't perfect and a lot of big booktubers focus way, way too heavily on young adult fiction and don't really, there's not a lot of variety. I think there's still a lot of value if you can find maybe some of the smaller to medium-sized booktube creators to find someone that gives recommendations that you can trust and who matches you. And then, like I said, getting the book is pretty easy from there. You just, boop, hop over to Thriftbooks or wherever, pop it into your little cart, and you're good. I mean, you're already on the internet, It's like two extra clicks. My other favorite places when I'm just looking to browse for books are not only small indies, but particularly used bookstores, which is a trend I've seen cropping up a lot more lately. It seems like when I was younger, used bookstores were a rare thing or used books were kind of relegated to like garage sales and thrift stores, but I am super in to the trend of all these boutique used bookstores we can go in, get rid of some books you don't like or don't need anymore, and find some new reads. Super cheap, you're recycling, it's good for the planet, it's good for your wallet. Now, most of these used bookstores are obviously much less organized and less shiny than, you know, the fancy chain bookstores you might see, you know, in a normal neighborhood but I actually find that to be part of the charm. Like not everything is, has an exact spot and the books are well-worn and well-loved, which I know some people find very frustrating and stressful like seeing all these spines that have been kind of broken or the dog-earing or highlights on the pages like very much stresses some people out and I get it. You want your book collection to look nice and pristine and beautiful, sure, but I actually really love seeing it. I like knowing that a book was well-loved. That tells me that, okay, this will probably be a good book because somebody cared enough about it to clearly like dog-ear it, highlight it, carry it around, read it so much that it's maybe starting to fall apart or has a little few scratches on it. I, I find it super endearing. Also, there's this great element of discovery when you go into a bookstore like that. Like, you just don't quite know what you're looking for, and not everything has a particular spot, so you don't know what you're going to come across, and then you find this pile of books with a few hidden gems of it, and it, I don't know, maybe I'm romanticizing it just a little too much, but I'm here for it, and I can spend probably more hours than I should in bookstores like this. Also, because of how cheap these bookstores can be, like books are typically at least a few dollars to half off whatever the sticker price is. So I feel a little bit less guilty shopping there, which is a double-edged sword because, you know, oh, I was only spending planning on spending $30 on book, which might've only brought me one or two books on Amazon, but I go in there and I can buy four or five different books. I have a huge stack of discount paper books that I need to read. It's seriously a danger. So maybe if you're somebody like me, maybe set a limit on how many books you're allowed to buy. Because you're naturally gonna be tempted to spend way, way more than you typically would. Because if you're like Mia, you're like, oh my god, yes, a deal, finally, this is the greatest day of my life. Also, I can buy books from there and not feel guilty about like dog gearing the pages and stuff like that. Because, you know, the book's already been well loved. I don't have to worry about keeping it pristine. No joke, I am the type of person that dog gears books which I know a lot of readers hate. Like, no joke, I've almost lost friendships over dog-earing their books that I borrowed. Not intentionally to make them mad, it's just something I'm such in a habit of doing that I just sometimes don't think about it. I know this is a random tangent too, but I'm also really bad about using actual bookmarks, Mainly because I'll buy all these nice fancy bookmarks when I go to like Barnes and Nobles and then they'll just get lost in the shuffle or they are sitting in a bag or a drawer somewhere never to be seen again and I'll forget that I have them. And so by the time I'm actually sitting down reading a book, I'll forget about them I'm like, well, got nothing else. Might as well just uh, fold this page over right here. Though maybe my friends were onto something because almost all the books I own now have those nice page creases, which I don't find annoying, except when I'm trying to, you know, just nicely flip and nothing will. Maybe that's the real takeaway here. Find friends that will hold you accountable for your bullshit. Also, that brings us to kind of the next thing I wanna talk about, which is setting your reading goals, which if you have reading friends, good. They can help hold you accountable. Now, reading goals are something I've kind of struggled with personally in the past. And I think part of the reason for that is because I set goals that were either too large or spread out over such a long period of time, it's hard to stay motivated and keep track unless either you're really super dedicated or you have a bunch of smaller goals to keep you going. And this is just a good piece of life advice in general. Having goals are too long term, makes it super, super easy to lose focus. Cause you know, life gets in the way. You might wake up Monday morning like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get all this done by the end of the year. I'm gonna have this done. I'm gonna read a hundred books. I'm gonna get through all my audiobook TBR and it's gonna be the best thing that's ever happened. And then like a month or two later, you know, work gets super busy and that just goes on the back burner. December 31st rolls around you're like, crap, I didn't do like anything that I want to do. I've read like three or four books this year. Please help. Seriously though, it seems like every year in November and December, I see a lot of threads on places like Goodreads and Twitter saying, um, What are some good uh, short reads? Because I was supposed to read um, 100 books this year and I've only read 45. Uh, What do I do? Now, like I mentioned, the easiest way to combat this is to have a group of smaller goals that you're working towards. Like let's say, oh, instead of worrying about the 100 books you need to finish this year, maybe like, okay, I'm gonna read my three books on my TBR this month. Something, you know, bit more manageable, easier to keep track of. I also would suggest maybe looking at your reading goals and seeing if it's reasonable or seeing if you can improve it. If you only read like, you know, three or four books a year, you're just probably not going to read 75, 50, 100 books next year. Like, it's just, it could happen, but It's okay to be honest to yourself and say, look, I don't think I have the time or ability or even just desire to fit that into my life. I know book nerd culture kind of has this obsession with, oh, how many books you read, but nobody asks you, were the books you read any good? Of just accumulating these massive numbers and massive TBRs and it gets unrealistic and to the point where for me, it's not fun anymore and reading can become a chore instead of you know a fun activity that I'm looking forward to doing at the end of the day. So maybe it'd be good to evaluate looking at some goals that aren't purely number based. So maybe something more along the lines of I wanna read books that I wouldn't normally read or kind of get outside of my comfort zone. For example, instead of saying I'm gonna read, you know, 10 books this month, maybe something along the lines of I'm gonna read two books from some genre I don't normally get into. But why should you do this instead? And I think the best argument for setting those type goals instead is yes, you're probably going to read less, but sometimes that could be a good thing. You'll actually have time to sit down, read through the book at your own pace and truly enjoy it. And I know this is a habit I see a lot, and while there's nothing wrong with picking shorter books that you know you'll be motivated to finish or just because you enjoy them and you think you'll like them, I've seen this trend of people putting down longer books or books that might be meatier or harder to get through that they might have loved. It might have become their favorite book or they might have even been super excited to read it just because, oh, they don't think they'll be able to finish it by the end of the year and it doesn't fit into their reading goals. Like if you've ever felt that way or felt the need to do that, it might be a good idea to reevaluate why you need to find books that you can rush through instead of just picking out books that you will like. Now if you're looking for ideas for different type of reading goals, you can come up with one on your own. like you said, maybe read books from different genres, try audiobooks, try out graphic novels, but there are even some websites and book blogs that have what are almost like bookish scavenger hunts. they'll post. I know a really popular one is the read harder challenge and they'll have a list of basically reading prompts like read a western, read a book that's been translated, read an essay anthology, start a series from an author you've never read before. Because I think that's really what reading should come down to at the end of the day. Expanding your horizons and entertaining you and maybe finding new things that you might enjoy and not just you know, oh, well, here I am, just another, you know, notch in the bedpost, or we're just checking things off the list. Like that, to me, becomes really depressing and a huge joy suck. But challenges like that kind of bring the joy back into reading for me because it's really exciting to find a genre or series or something that you wouldn't have read without some prodding that now you love. It's very exciting to me. However, if you really do still want to have your numbers-based goal, I will give you a few tips to getting through more books faster. And there are two main things I suggest. One is don't be afraid of audiobooks and graphic novels and things like that. They're there to help you. You're still getting the information. Don't tell me it doesn't count as reading because I will just roll my eyes at you. Number two, which I kind of talked about in the last episode of the podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, the last episode also has some great tips for fitting more reading into your life if that's a big concern for you. But something that I found helpful that I know a lot of people don't do as often as they should is just don't finish books you don't like, which sounds super simple, but We get into this mindset where, well, I started it, I gotta complete it, but if you don't like the book, once again, you're not gonna wanna pick it up, just put it down, start something fresh. Trust me, it'll work out a lot better for you. Now, I know we're already a significant way through the year, and I don't have a lot of large reading goals, because like I mentioned earlier, I didn't wanna do a number-based goal this year because I felt it would be a chore, but I did want to talk to you about maybe a few of the smaller goals that I have that I'm trying to complete by the end of this year. One goal I do have that is kind of number based is I want to get through a good chunk of my audiobook backlist. So I have an Audible account, this is not an ad, I just have been using them for a while, but I get a credit for a book every month, which, you know, if you're familiar with Audible. So I kept racking up and racking up books, but I haven't really kept up with the books I've been buying. It's actually pretty bad because for some reason, I'll listen to audiobooks a lot of the time while I'm coming back and forth to work. Sadly, I'm not able to listen to books at work anymore, which is Super depressing because I got through a lot of books and podcasts that way. But I need to get into a better habit of maybe when I'm doing chores around the house instead of putting on YouTube or something like that or Netflix while I'm cooking, turning on an audiobook that I have instead. So I'm kind of putting this out of the universe. Hopefully in a way to hold me a bit accountable for that. Hopefully I'm able to follow through with what I'm saying. Another more genre-based goal, and I don't have a number or anything behind this one, but I want to read more light novels. It's something I've been curious about for a while, and I was really into anime when I was younger, and still, still kind of am, but I've kind of fallen off that track. I guess I'm just not hip with the kids anymore, but I feel like light novels, since a lot of manga and anime do spawn from those, would be an interesting thing to check out. And I ordered it off Amazon, and it's called Miracles of the General Store, and let me tell you a little bit about what it is about. When three delinquents hole up in an abandoned general store after their most recent robbery, to their great surprise, a letter drops through the mail slot in the store's shutter. This seemingly simple request for advice sets the tree on a journey of discovery. Over the course of a single night, they step into the role of the kind-hearted former shopkeep who devoted his waning years, offering thoughtful counsel to his correspondent. When I read that, just a band of delinquents trying to do a good thing... I was sold, and I can't wait to read it. I can already tell that these, if written decently, are characters that I'm going to just absolutely fall in love with. And it comes out, I think it's set on the 20th, so just in a few days. So maybe next episode, you guys will have to remind me to report back, and I'll tell you if it's any good. Now, the only other goal I have, so I have three, which seem like a nice easy number to keep track of. I also want to finish the book series that I have started. I have um, three main book series I started. Funnily enough, they're all sci-fi. I just realized that I was recording this. I don't know. Why haven't I been reading them? Maybe my sci-fi mood has been out of whack, even though that's usually like my go-to genre that I devour the fastest. I need to finish the Expanse series, which I already kind of mentioned and talked about in the intro. I need to finish, is it um, the Broken Earth trilogy, which has been, the last two books have been my TBR for a while by N.K. Jemisin. Now, the reason I haven't finished the Broken Earth trilogy, and that's something I could talk about another time, is books with hard to read or hard to get through content but they're written so beautifully. Parts of it are written in second person which I know people find frustrating and kind of jarring but what makes them hard for me is just there's a lot of really really negative things that happen in the book and I know that's what art is supposed to do and I definitely respect what they're writing but it's just something that's going to take me a long time to complete because I have to occasionally I'm reading like just take breaks maybe look at some cute dog videos maybe go for a walk listen to some happy music after it's gotten really bad but hey maybe that's a sign the books are really good if they're able to affect me that much maybe in a way that should serve as an endorsement of the trilogy The other sci-fi series I'm trying to finish is the Old Man's War series. The books are very funny, very good. They're written by um, John Scalzi. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong once again, which if you don't know him, if you're a bookish person who's into sci-fi, you might have heard of one of his other books called Red Shirts, which is something I need to read, but the premise of Red Shirts, which I also still need to read, is... It's a Star Trek parody where, you know the cliche, where all the, the crew members in the red shirts end up dying on missions. Well, it follows them around. And they find out there's this whole conspiracy and it's super funny. I've read a few of his short stories and stuff though too and everything that I've read from him has been top notch. So if you're looking for fun, more lighthearted sci-fi, that might be a good choice. Also, I think the mic just picked up on Nick's yawn. I think that's the sound you guys just heard. Should I delete it? Probably. Am I going to? No. Anyway, after that tangent. So, the Old Man's War series. The nice thing about that, though, is after you read the first book, from what I'm understanding, is you can kind of bounce around and the stories are more self-contained. Like, there is an order obviously that they came out in but if you just happen to find the fifth book and you have access to it you can read that you don't have to go straight to the second so it might actually be an easier series to get through if i find one that's you know a little less boring or just not to my taste at the moment i can kind of just put it down and come back to it later but still pick another one and make progress So, I think that about wraps things up for today. I'm going to start working on some of those reading goals so by the time New Year's rolls around, I can actually feel like I accomplished something, okay? That's all I want to feel. In the meantime, if you want somebody to help you stay accountable for your reading goals, you can hop into the Discord, which I will leave a link to in the show notes. We have a channel on there that's just for people to talk about books, and everyone's super friendly, or you can follow me on Twitter at BarmaidAlexis. Until next time, I will see you not next Thursday, but the Thursday after. That's when we're going to plan to release episodes from now on is every other Thursday. I forgot a quick P.S. Before I go, I want to let you know some of the things that I do have planned for the future of this show. And I also really want to encourage you guys to tell me more about the type of topics and things that you want to see. I do have a few episodes ideas that I do want to share with you, though. I would like to, in the future, get some people who work at bookstores or libraries and stuff like that on, talk to them, talk about the value that they think they provide to their community. I'd also like to do in the future more in-depth book reviews. And ultimately what would be super cool is starting like a quarterly book club and we could rotate through different genres and things. And if that's something you're curious about, definitely, you know, I already told you my Twitter, at Bar Alexis, or on Discord, just let me know. Feel free to yell at me your ideas. I want this to be an open form for readers of all types and all genres to get together. That's also part of the reason I started this podcast is I felt like most of the bookish podcasts I listen to, while great and lovely are and fantastic, really only honed in on one genre aspect of the bookish world, which is great if that's your thing. But I wanted to do something that kind of encompasses just what it really meant to be a reader just in your normal everyday life. Because I don't know about you all, but I definitely like can't stick to just one genre or subgenre of reading. I bounce around really heavily, as you guys have probably noticed from all the books I've talked about, like go from nonfiction, sci-fi, fantasy, romance. it basically doesn't matter. It just has to hold my interest. So that's kind of what I want this space to be. So if I do, or if we, I should say, create like a type of book club, it's not just going to be confined to one genre. We'll probably just rotate through a few different things. Ooh, maybe a good idea would be picking two books each time. That way people can kind of just, you know, pick whatever they're interested in, and hopefully at least one of them will spark your fancy. But I promise, That is all I have for today. I really am leaving now because I am super hungry and I'm just ready to wrap this episode up and I will see you in two weeks.